just go over what we did the other day because um, I think it's worth saying over again. So it comes out of a little booklet. I, I'm afraid to show everybody because then you're going to try to buy it, I guess. But uh, Erase the Ego, yes, it's, an old, it's a booklet from uh, Ramana Maharshi's ashram. I got it around 2000 or, yeah, around then. And uh, he's, it's just, it's a transcription of question and answer. So if you don't know who Ramana Maharshi is, Ramana Maharshi is sort of like the godfather of modern non-duality, yeah? So he's, yeah. So he lived in uh, southern India. He never really left there. And he just lived in a diaper his whole life, which is pretty cool. And uh, just walked around this mountain and sat in one place for nine years in a cave or something. And uh, realized that the transmission through silence wasn't working, so he started to speak. And he, uh, he gave a very short little talk, and he presented basically the only... Well, he felt there was two ways, based on his writings, there was two ways uh, of the no way, so to speak. And it was sort of based on your, your and I's composition. Yeah? So for some, he would recommend surrender to the idea of a higher power. Basically, if you felt like you were outmatched here and uh, you had come to some realizations that you're trying to manage life was causing it to be unmanageable. And so he, he, would, he would talk about seeking shelter under the guide of the higher power or thy will be done, but thy will is done, yeah. And then the other one was using a, a, a format called self-inquiry, which comes from the oldest scriptures, the Vedas. And basically, it's, it's presented mostly as the question of who am I, but it, the clearer one was from whence do I come, yeah, because basically his belief, everything stemmed out of nothing or what we are. So therefore, if you, if you followed everything back, you would arrive at where you never left. Yeah. So the self-inquiry. So uh, in this, he's, he's doing, he's talking to uh, a Westerner and a couple of other people. So the first question he gets on pay uh, is the devotee says, How's, has man any free will? Or is everything in his life predetermined? Yeah, a lot of people are quite interested in this converse, in this topic. So again, how, has man any free will, or is everything in his life predetermined? And I just want to point out how how he shares the flow of how he shares. Yeah, he go he goes free will will exist together with the individuality. So when we're under this dream of being a separate, long-lasting, independent thing, part and parcel of that dream is like the source code of the programming is thinking you have free will. In other words, if you didn't have free will, then whose life would it be anyway? Yeah? If you're not the one who's choosing what's happening, whose life would there be, whose life would it be anyway? So basically he's saying, this is, I'm going to interpret 
but he's saying that the free will comes with the identification as self, so to speak, yeah? So when we're, in the, when we're under the, the trance of being identified as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the hearer, the taster, and the toucher, when that's in place, free will is part and parcel of that programming, yeah? And so he goes, uh, as long as the individuality, as long as the individuality lasts, and that doesn't mean you die, you know, it doesn't end when you die. He's talking about it probably can end way before you ever pass away. So he goes, as long as the individuality lasts, so long is there free will. Yeah. So. And all the scriptures are based on this fact and advise directing their free will in the right channel. So then he goes, find out who it is who has free will or predestination and then abide in that state because you're not going to find anyone who has the free will and the predestination. And the reason why free will and predestination is such an occupying topic for spiritual people is because there's the individuality. Yeah? The individuality wants to get an advantage or somehow thinking it's going to feel different if it, if it could find out there's no free will or there's no whatever, predestination. So he's basically asking, is there anyone who has free will or predetermined life? He doesn't even care about the free will and the predetermined life or predestination. He's, t he's concerning with the individual. Why? Because he goes here, find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Then both are transcendent. Yeah? Both are transcendent. It's not, oh, I've transcended the idea of having free will and I am now into, into the idea of predestination. Both of them will be transcended, not after the free will and predestination, but before the free will and predestination. If you're not an individual, then you transcend the question of free will and predestination, yes? And basically, you and I are not an individual, so the transcendence is the inherent state, in a way, yeah? It's not like something that happens, first there's something real and then we transcend it. It's a transcendence and then you see nothing is real, yeah? So it's before, not after, yeah? So he doesn't go into, all right, let's have a, a four-week retreat on predestination free will. He doesn't go there at all. He goes the other way. He says, well, why don't you just ask who is it that thinks they have free will or predestination? If there isn't you, you'll lose interest in those topics. Yeah? And what happens? You gain interest in the state that you're abiding in. It's very easy, really, to abide in a state that you are. It's not like you are abiding in a foreign state. The abidance is matched with you are that. That's why the abidance is abidance. You are that. Yeah. And you arrive there by, you arrive at where you never left by seeing what you're not. That's the only, I don't, that's what worked with me. Yeah. So by learning about what I'm not, 
I find out what I am. By trying to find out what I am as what I'm not, all I go, get to know is more shit, yeah? Which doesn't avail me anything. So does it really change your life if you intellectually think that you don't have free will? It doesn't. It really doesn't. You're still gonna, you're still gonna have a debate in one's head when you're walking into Starbucks. Should I get a mocha or should I get a latte? Yeah? And there's gonna be a, an inference that there's free will as if you have a choice. So, so find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Then both are transcended. That is the only purpose in discussing these questions. And we could apply the same statement to any question tonight. The only, the only purpose of discussing the questions is to see who is it that asked the question and who is it that's giving the answer, yeah? Really, that's the purpose of the whole thing. It's not to go, not to find an answer to the question, but to question the questioner. Yeah. That is the only purpose in discussing these questions. To whom do such questions present themselves? Discover that and be at peace. Because it's not like you're going to discover you because that's, it's the you that's causing the dis-ease. <laughs> it's you reckon, you discover there's no you and that's the peace. So the thing is, if you're waiting to have peace as the individuality, I would just question in the individuality and realize the peace is from that. The peace is from wanting to have peace as an individual. That's the peace. Yeah? That's available right now. <laughs> because it's not available to the individuality. It's available when you see you're not the individuality. That's when it's available. Yeah? And then what's the natural consequence? You abide there. And you're still abiding there even when your head says you're not abiding there. You never have left what you are. You've never lost it. So you don't have to have a, a, a fucking extreme radical method to find it. Yeah, it is what it is right now. So he talks about all the paths in Hinduism. The, the only path of karma, bhakti, yoga, and jnana yoga is to inquire who it is who has the karma, the, 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 all the other shit. Yeah, who is it that's doing the bhakti? Who is it that's doing the jnana? It's to use what we're doing or not doing to question who is it. That's all. That's the purpose. That's why it's so beautiful here because the pointing is always available at all times. Yeah? What you're not is constantly re uh, revealing itself as not you. That's it is. It's revealing to what you are what you're not all day. You don't have to go to a special place. <laughs> it's, it's all, that's all that's going on. If you, if you lose, if you use his theme, that the only purpose all this shit has is to point something out, yeah? What is, what are the thoughts pointing out that you're not the thinker? What are the feelings pointing out you're not the feeler, yeah? 
a feeling goes on perfectly well without the attachment of a feeler to it. It does, yeah? The feeling actually happens first, and the feeler is an add-on, yeah? So the only path is to inquire who is it who has all this stuff, yeah? Or who has it, who is it has, who has lost all this stuff, yeah? Through this investigation, he uses the word ego, I don't particularly like ego, but I'll use it here. Through this investigation, the ego disappears. Why? Why does the ego disappear? Because the ego is based on an appearance, yeah? When you see through the appearance, it seems that it disappears. But in fact, when it disappears, it tells you it never appeared to begin with. It was never there to disappear. That's the beauty of it. When you finally have like a huge hit, it tells you it's always been this way. Now, it may not always look that way to us, but it's always been this way. Yeah? It's not determined if it looks like that to you. It isn't. Get over that. Yeah? When you've had a free sample, take the evidence of it. The free sample when it hit me was, hey, it's always been this way. So does it always, does it always look like that to the head? No, but I'm not the head, thank fucking God. Yeah? I'm not wasting any time to convince the head to see unity in duality. I'm not. It's not programmed to do that. It's not, it doesn't have the ability to see what it is. It doesn't. Yeah? It can see everything else. It's not. It can't see itself. You can't experience yourself. You can't be yourself. You can only be. Yeah? Cut out the difficulty is when we look at our own nature as something that we're going to have to acquire. When question that that tells you you have to acquire your own nature. Lose interest in that and you'll see you've never not been this. You've never not been what you're looking for. So he goes here. Through the investigation, the ego disappears and the state of abidance in the truth in which none of these negative qualities ever existed remains as the truth. It doesn't need, your, it doesn't need our agreement. It is the truth. Yeah? As long as a man is the doer, he also reaps the fruits of his deeds. But as soon as he realizes the truth through inquiry or through satsang or through just plain obviousness, but as soon as he realizes the self through inquiry or the truth as to who is the doer, his sense of being the doer falls away and then the karma is ended. This is the state of eternal liberation. The state of eternal liberation isn't based on any conditions. It's before the conditions. Yeah. But when we, when the mental state makes us before all conditions, then the real inherent state is seen as somewhere to arrive at later.
See, when the mental state has us in a false reference, we're looking backwards almost in a way. We've been made to be before, and then the real before is made to be after. This is just a correction of something that never happened. It's all produced by a certain way of looking. If you could take the glasses off, it would go back to what it's always been, and you would realize it had never changed. It was being facilitated to look different through the glasses, basically. The glasses are a dualistic view. That's it. Non-duality is a negation of that dualistic view. That dualistic view isn't something you're having. The dualistic view has a you. That's what it is. The dualistic view has a you. You don't have a dualistic view. The dualism implies there's a you and there's an other. That's where a lot of us are starting from. Yeah? So non-duality is presented to negate that starting point by simply saying not to. Not you and me, not you this or that, not truth and you, just not to. Yeah? So by recognizing the fallacy of two-ness, you'll find out about what you are. Instead of what we've been doing, which is trying to find out about what we are from what we're not. It's a simple correction. We keep doing, we keep sharing it for years and years and years. Because there's no point to move on unless this is clear. There isn't. I, I humbly don't believe it. Because if you don't see this, you're going to look from it, and it's going to be, it's going to be the cast, it's going to be the shadow that you're casting by this false way of seeing. Yeah? You're going to be taking yourself to be a reflection, not that which is, is, is the light. That's all that's happening. And you're going to be looking for the light with a reflection of the light. Yeah? As a great master, Hoang Po, says, and why would he ever say this unless this was what was happening? You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big mind, to seek mind, or let's say awareness to seek awareness. You can't use light to seek light. Now, obviously... The people he was talking to at that time when he said it, he probably diagnosed that they, that's exactly what was happening. Unbeknownst to the person that their own nature is the Buddha nature, they were using the Buddha nature to seek the Buddha. Yeah? And as Hoang Post, after he says this, says, listen, you can do this for eons and nothing's going to happen. Yeah? Because the mistake is never going to be corrected by the mistake. It isn't. The more the mistake tries to correct it, it's a bigger mistake. Yeah? The more you try to get out of what you're not in, the more highfalutin methods of getting out are reinforcing the in even more. What's one to do? You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Basically, you're screwed. This is a beautiful point of recognition. Perfect. You're screwed. You're never going to get it. It's not going to happen. You might as well, you know, pack up the tent and fucking give up.
Yeah, seriously. And if you go out and you do whatever you're going to do, all those systems that fail you will serve you by failing you. So you'll finally be left with your own devices and you'll see they're not your own devices. Ah, yes. Now you've seen what you're not from what you are. The cat can never be put back in the hat. It's, it's a done deal. Like Ramana said, your head is in the tiger's mouth. I'm saying most of you are probably in the tiger's colon by now. Yeah, there's no going back. You can't hope that it, it spits you back out. It's done. You might as well just fucking become chilled out because that's the best response. Yeah? Yeah. Come back here if you need a reminder because if anyone knows me for a long time, the message hasn't changed in years because there's no point. I would be misleading you if I told you, oh, now that you got it, let's fucking go on a three-year uh, process where you'll get graded to different levels of getting it until you're in the super level of getting it. No. That shadow would follow you every level you arrived at. You'd be there. Every level you would arrive at, it would soon be claimed by you and you'd be the one who was on that level and then you would be in what's negated by non-duality. Duality, once again, seemingly. Yeah? You can't get out of what you're not in. You can't get in to what you're not out of. You can't. You cannot get in to your own nature. You're not out of your own nature. You're not out of your own nature. Your head believes it is. Your head believes, hey, look it, I'm going to show you. I can feel like I'm unconscious. I can do terrible things. That should prove it. I can be selfish. That definitely should exile me from any possibility of being. Because we have these conceptual ideas of being. Yeah? All of those little... They're like Hail Mary passes in the fucking, fucking game of selfie. They just throw the ball up and hope, you know? And then if you swallow it, they'll feel like you were separated. But what happens when you're reunited with that which you never left? That's the exact feeling you'll have. After years of being apart and somehow the grace appears again and you're reunited, it tells you it's always been this way. Always. You never were lost. It was never needed, it wasn't needed to be found, it's just all a huge charade, it's fine, I mean, we got a lot of time to pass, but, but, you know, all right, well, that's that, I guess, yeah, I can, uh, it's open up to questions. Anybody want to raise their hand? Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, some new people showed up. Coco, nice to see you, Coco. Sorry, I'm just itching my chest there. Karen. Oh, Jeff? Jeff and then Pat. Jeff who? Enfield? Yeah. yeah. Wow. The man speaketh. Yeah, I never talk on here. Um, 
Do you know where I can get a three pack of that underwear? What uh, what underwear? From that he used to wear. Oh, Jesus! I got an autographed copy of one. <laughs> because I spent ten years. You summed it up in one sentence when you talked about the toaster that fell on the guy's head at Costco. And I wasted 10 years, you know, going to libraries and searching for obscure texts and trying to find a, a path and a method. And when you said that, that one night, it, it was just perfect for me. So that was the warning that worked for me, the first one. And uh, I like those little warnings. So, you know, at one point I would have thought if I could just walk around and Maharishi's underwear for a few years, I'd be okay. But So that's the kind of stuff I need to hear, and um, I'm glad I'm here to hear it, so thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, the, uh, the toaster, yes. It's amazing what the head will do, because somebody, when I used to go to satsangs, people would share about their awakening, yeah? whatever. And, you know, innocently, beautifully, but then the head that heard it would take it into something that would exile them, exile them from the possibility because that event hadn't happened to them. So we use the absurd idea of, you know, the person was walking through Walmart in the appliance section at 10 in the morning on a Saturday. A toaster fell off the third, you know, shelf, hit him in the head. He woke up. He innocently shared to people. Now all these people are fucking going to Walmarts on Saturday at 10 in the morning, having someone knock a post toaster off the shelf. And, you know, I mean, we talk about the word enlightenment and what does the mental state do with it? It drives people crazy with the word. Yeah. All you need is that one evidence. People in satsangs probably would have been better off if they never heard the word awakening. Seriously. Literally. They would have been. That's how insane this place is. This head is going to arise very quickly and claim to be the hero of it, and it's going to use a beautiful word of like enlightenment to drive the, you crazy. It is. It's going to use it as a spiritual ruler, and you'll, found, you'll be found lacking completely. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Don't we have enough like Catholic guilt and Jewish guilt when you're a kid? Do we have to get new age spiritual guilt? It's fucking unbelievable. So, I'm, my feeling is this. There's an inherent awakeness that's never been lost, can't be found. It just is. It's so overwhelmingly so, we miss it. Yeah? Because we're distracted. We're being moved in time very, very subtly at times, we're being moved and it's causing a blindness. And the more we look for it from where we think we are, the more blind we are to it. Yeah? To the point that in this little dreaming of 70 years, 80 years, you can be, not you, but the head, it can be dreaming that it's not awake. It can. Yeah? To it, every way... The, what it, how it collates information, like when it feels uneasy or distracted, it uses that information to, to qualify as a sign of unawakeness. 
So now a person lives seven years of being seemingly asleep to being awake. Yeah? In other words, they're appearing not to be awake. Are they awake? Yes, completely. But they're appearing not to be. Now someone else is now awake to being awake. Yeah? They've seen through the seeming unawakeness, and then they're awake to the fact, which isn't like, a, you don't get a blue medal for that. It's, it's just fucking obvious. So now you're awake to being awake. Others are asleep to being awake. Neither of those appearances are real, so they're not corrected, actually. They're seen through, yes? And you always end up right where you've never left, which is awakeness. Yeah? Are you doing consciousness? Are you? Are you, the one, are you really seeing right now? I mean, like an effort? I mean, you would... Could you imagine if we had, actually had a do seeing? We'd be sweating like crazy. Fucking seeing is an unbelievable event. Hearing is an unbelievable event. Yet, all the mental fucking prejudices and biases, the consciousness shows none of that. It'll hear any noise that it can pick up. It will see, it was seeing just as well on my worst day than on my, than as my best day, yeah? It has no discrimination. It's no, there's no selectiveness. There's no choosing. You're just going to hear whatever level of spectrum noise you can hear. And you're going to see whatever you can see. You're going to feel whatever sensations you can feel. Yeah? There's no volition in it. That's your daily experience. Is that convincing what we're not? No, it isn't. What you're not uses it to imply, to authenticate itself. What you not authenticates I am Paul by the I am. It does. The I am is there. What the mental state does goes is I was Paul. Look at all these memories. Look at all those. Here's a picture of you as a body four years ago in Hawaii. Oh, there's your mugshot in, you know, police station in New York. Oh, I remember seeing your picture in the, in the post office 12 years ago, yeah? Or you were, the head's worrying so much about you, it would be embarrassed to find out it ain't you. It would. So it believes it's, I'm going to be Paul. I definitely was Paul. Therefore, I am Paul. So it puts a little cherry on top of the I am. And now the interest and attention goes to the cherry, and then the I am seems to be unaddressed, unnoticed. Yeah? And then we start looking for the I am from Paul, using the I am to look for the I am. As a way of being blind to being the I am. Does all... You know how long it takes to undo that? No time at all, because it never happened. It's dreaming, bro. There's not gonna, you're not going to have to call a giant spiritual refuse truck to come and take it all. It's nothing. Yeah? Why do you think they have that famous saying? They say it in thousands of ways. 
you know, gone, gone, gone to the other shore, meaning a, whatever, a better place than here. Upon arriving at the other shore, on having never left, yes? So the whole story is that you're starting from an imaginary other shore, hoping to arrive at the real shore. When you arrive at the real shore, upon having never left, yes? There's no need for the trip. You're at the real shore. You're just falling for an appearance and it's being called the false shore. You've never left, yeah? How does it look? I don't know. Find out. For me, you know, you're chilled out to a level, yeah? You have an immunity to what's not happening. Because basically it's not happening, yeah? You see blue as blue and red as red. Things become clear in and on their own. There's no trying to huff and puff and make them clear. They become clear. It's obvious, yeah? And, you know, it's, it's so obvious. You're in, you're in a state of being convinced, you know? You're just, it's just done. Like, in my experience as this action figure, this is the last answer, basically. It took the need for any other answer away. And I had never run into an answer, last answer here ever until I don't know how many years now. But I haven't looked for any other answer concerning this topic since. That's a damn good answer, really. I don't get, I'm not looking for a turbocharged, radical, extreme version. No, dog shit awareness is perfect for me, yeah? Easy place to rest, no one makes much out of it, it's great. You can hide in plain sight, really. Yeah? Don't have to have long hair and loving gazes and robes and shit. It's nice, I love to change my name. You know? Throw like an Ananda on there or something. But hey, you know, I'm from Long Island, New York. Not from, you know, Calcutta. Yeah? Maybe Pauly. That's basically Sri Pauly would work. Yo, Sri Pauly. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that. So yeah, let's open up the uh, the squares. And patent me? Is that what you meant? What? Did you mean Pat? You want Pat? Go ahead. Anyone? Any square? Um, I have a hand up, so maybe I'll go. Um, Thank you, Paul. So uh, I was really interested when you were talking, uh, you said Ramana Maharshi had sort of two ways of the no way. And the second one was the self-inquiry, who am I, from whence do I come? I'm assuming that, you know, the readings you did and the discussion, the talk you you just gave was about, was in the self-inquiry sphere. And then the first way you mentioned was surrender to a higher power. And uh, when you mentioned that, and as you're talking, it was really reminding me. So I'm not very clear on this. I apologize in advance. But a few years ago, I read this unbelievable, I'm just going to say non-dualistic essay 
called Humility by this maybe 18, this guy in the 1800s, but it might have been earlier, a, a Scottish minister. And he was, of course, approaching it from a Christian perspective. But after I read like maybe four lines, I was like, whoa, my whole concept of humility is completely being turned around because I think we think of the word humility as being like someone says, oh, you look good today. And then, you know, people are like a little bit shy and they're like, oh, shucks, thanks. You know, and we call that humility. Whoa. So his essay on humility just like completely undercuts that. And it's this whole sense of like, the individual self, like true humility, is understanding the, you know, it's it's this understanding and the surrender and the oneness with the higher power. So, I don't know. It's not really a question in there, Paul, but I just wondered if there was anything about the concept of humility and all that, the surrender to a higher power that yeah. might yeah, well, you know, I want to say something about that. In my, uh, as the experience in the action figure world, yes, it's not an either or, it was both for me. So the first thing I was introduced to was surrender in uh, getting struck sober about 32 years ago. It had no, the, uh, the recognizing of the act of being identified as self wasn't available in my sphere, yeah? So surrender was what was, I got sort of struck sober, and then that next day, no, actually that night, I was introduced to a way of life called recovery, yeah, by a set of, you know, a train of circumstances that brought me great fortune I felt I didn't deserve, yeah? So, and in that program, I found uh, a way to express what the surrender was from the getting struck sober, yeah? And that surrender probably, its effects here probably would have dissipated in a couple of days, but it was matched with a way of life and it's extended for 32 years. So in the realm of the action figure, I do not, as in, I'm talking about an action figure, I don't, wouldn't recommend non-duality. It's crazy for someone to try to become non-dual as a person. Much better surrender to, to realize you're outmatched to a certain level and, and or your, your own faculties can't get the being, beingness, it, they can't, it can't do it. It's built for this place, yeah? It's an appearance that's built for appearances, yeah? In, these, in this place of appearances, I think the best advice is surrender, tell you the truth. And, so, and they can go, both go at the same time, you see? Now in my life, I heard about non-duality later than sobriety, but there really isn't any time. So to me, I think it's a two-way uh, expression in duality. The action figure is under a sense of surrender, right? Feels like it's being guided by something greater than what used to guide it, yeah? In other words, I've basically have had two, two distinctly different GPSs 
driving the action figure. I have. I had the incredible, insane uh, addiction to self that was driving the action figure that led me to try to get relief that brought about an addiction to drugs and alcohol. Yeah? There. Then when I had when I was in when I got whacked into sobriety and then started living a life in recovery, then another GPS was installed. I would like to call it the higher power or the Holy Spirit in the Course of Miracle. And now the action figure was being directed by a much clearer uh direction yes and I saw the difference they both both of the GPS's would take in the information of my life but the way they collated it and interpreted it was completely different yeah and I've had two versions and I sure like the latter version a lot better than the former version yeah the Toyota it does a lot better with this driver than the old driver let's put it that way now that surrender allowed a humility definitely to the action figure because when you're in humility you don't know you're in humility you've lost interest in the one who would notice that they're in humility yeah you've lost interest in self so that's humility is a right sizeness or the sense of non-doership doesn't mean you don't do anything is that there's no identification as the doer so the doing is just happening yeah that's non-doing non-doing is not doing anything it's non-doing is doing without a doer yeah and that's really what's happening all day so for me I'll tell you the surrender worked great for the action figure yeah to a certain point to get really to the root of the dilemma I never was I never saw the real exact nature of the wrong until I did and that to me is the act of being identified as self yeah a mental process that's happening so quickly it replaces or it doesn't replace it places a me yeah it places a me on top of really what I am yeah, it places something there. It's so fast that the hearing isn't distinguished, isn't distinguished from the hearer. Yeah, which there's a huge distinguishing. The hearing is what's happening. The hearer is an add-on. Yeah, but at that point, the hearer and the hearing were connected, were bound. Yes. Non-duality brought me to the real disease which is the addiction of the mental state to selfing. The addiction of the mental state to its making up a someone. Yeah? An addiction to the mental state. I, at that point, I saw why all the other addictions never work. Because the original addiction migrates as being the doer of all the other addictions. Yeah? This is the dilemma. This is a tricky maneuver because you would think you could get out of something, but if you're identified as that, trying to get out of it is more being that than ever. So it traps you through identification. You can't tell the parasite from the host. You're taking, you're taking yourself to be the parasite, 
presenting itself as a host. Yeah? So your ability to be free is severely limited. The only way you can entertain freedom is as the parasite. That's not freedom. Yeah? That's a freedom we have here when you can go on vacation and shit and stuff like that. That's, there's a new freedom. The new freedom is from self, not for self, or as self, or by self. I'm not going to do myself into state of, I'm not going to do myself into the state of non-doership. It's not going to happen. Yeah? So, the original addiction wasn't being noticed when I got struck sober. That came later. Yeah? That came later. And then what happened with me was matched with the philosophy of non-duality. Non-duality explained what was going on so that I could communicate it to other people. All of the going-ons were happening, but I couldn't coherently share it, yes? But as soon as I saw the movement is of a mental nature, purely a mental nature, and as Ramana says, the mind, the, the body is an appearance in mind. So the mental nature is projecting its attributes as doer, feeler, seer, taster onto a body. Yeah, it's imagining it. It's an appearance, yeah? But the appearance represents the claiming of a, of a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, you are not the seer of, the hearer of, the feeler of, the taster of, and the smeller of. You're not. There's no ownership there. There's no ownership in the being. Yeah? We have the demonstration of it all day. There's no volition in seeing. If your eyes are open, you're going to see what appears. Yes? I don't give a shit if I took a vow never to see a bird. If I look at an outer window, a bird may fly by, I see the bird. <laughs> My vow has no value. I can't do anything. Because I'm, I'm, I'm projecting that I have some power where I don't have any. Yeah? That's humility when you recognize that. So I found it as almost a combination. And what I run into a lot is people want to use non-duality to get an advantage for the person. I would much, you're much better to go to a surrender, if that's the case, really. You'll actually get something out of that. You're going to get really frustrated when non-duality gives you nothing, really. You won't even win an argument, usually. Yeah? So... Yes, it all matters how or where you're hearing things from. People are driving themselves crazy because they're hearing non-duality from a dualistic place. Yeah? And they're trying to figure out how can they squeeze their two-ness into oneness. It's very fucking frustrating. So finally what they do is they just make non-duality something that they can fit in, which isn't, and that's not the case. Non-duality is a negation completely. It's negating exactly what people are trying to do right now. Trying to fit oneness into two-ness, it's negating that.
Yeah. You're going to come to this conclusion. You can just save a lot of time by hearing it. Yeah, because you're going to come to it for sure. You're not going to get out of what you're not in. You can't. It's impossible. You can join a group and every night they all tell you and you tell each other, yes, we've gotten out. We got, got, no, you're not getting out of what you're not in. It's impossible. The premise is the question, are you in? Yeah? Because it will explain all your failings, it will. It wasn't that you didn't do enough, you didn't last, you didn't kiss enough feet, you didn't pray enough. No, it had nothing to do with that. You're mistaken. You're, you're, you've misdiagnosed the dilemma. You cannot transcend an imaginary place. Or, if you see it as an imaginary place, you're in the constant transcendence of it by being exactly right where you are. Yeah? The transcendence of an imaginary place would not demand any transcendence. You're already transcended. Why, why do you want to... Why, why be redundant? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be awake. Well, you are awake, but I want to be awake. All right, go ahead. What happens if, if you want to become awake, you're going to have a lot of time where you feel like you're not awake. That sucks. Don't you think? Is it really worth the big bang of awakening finally after being unawake for 20 years? I'd rather just be continually awake. Fuck the big 4th of July spiritual explosion. Just be awake. <laughs> it's got more bang for the buck, really. And it's dangerous. If you're really believing you're unawake, it may not work. You may not become awake. You know, it may not happen. That toaster may miss you. It may. It's got a lot of room between the third shelf and your head. Something can happen. <laughs> But hey, you know, whatever. If you really want that to happen, good luck. Yeah. All right. Kaiser? Kaiser. Guys, uh, haven't spoken for a while. Hi, Paul. Hi, everybody. It's good to see you, everybody. Um, A little while back, you're talking about just traveling lighter. Like, I, you know, you can just keep your enlightenment. You can keep your being awake. You can keep your, uh, like, I had an awakening experience, like, maybe a decade ago, and it lasted for about four hours, and it was like, I saw a lot of stuff, but then eventually I saw it, and that was confusing, and I tried to get that back, and then you know, doing Zen meditation for like a decade and a half and all this other stuff. Um, you know, just traveling lighter, like the non-dual stuff, man, it doesn't, I, I'm interested in it and I, and, I, and I want it and all that great stuff, but it doesn't seem to help. Um, <laughs> surrender, like there it is. I 
just checking it. Maybe you can give a comment on this. I don't know. But about a month and a half ago, I am a married guy and I married a delicious, wonderful woman. That I just love to, I mean, wow, great. And about a month and a half ago, she said she wanted a divorce. And I, I had, that was like, like, I wasn't expecting that. And then I moved my mother into memory care. And my, today I found out that my aunt has cancer and, you know, just, just a bunch of life stuff. Find out that my dad might not be my real dad. All these really, oh, let's, let's freak out and this is the end of the world. And let's, but I just like turned it over. I, I or, or like just surrendered. It's like, okay, so I can't figure this out. And I was always worried about when my, life, when my wife moves and she's gone and I have an empty house now. And oh, I'm going to be haunted and it's going to be awful. And I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And I'm going to be a divorced guy. And, and I get up in the morning and I, I don't know what I'm going to do that day. And I'm like, is that scary? No. I, I could think about the past. And I could think about my future. And then I could work myself up. Or I could just kind of like surrender with the higher power thing and then just realize that I don't really know what I'm going to do today. And it's not that scary. But so if traveling lighter, man, that's, that's, I'll take that. You can keep your enlightenment. You can keep your big bang. You can keep, I, I can't figure it out. But I do know that like supposedly my life's supposed to be falling apart, but I'm fine. There's nothing wrong here. I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to totally get divorced, if someone's going to die, if, it's just, or if I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Today, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's not that scary. And then when I'm, when I'm a kind of a jerk, I was a little bit of a jerk today and I didn't realize it because I, like, I was just like, oh gosh, Kaiser shouldn't be out in public today. He didn't realize he's kind of being a dick. Well, okay, let's just, let's not let him go in public then. And then it wasn't a big deal. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Like I'm supposed to be freaking out. I'm supposed to be acting a lot of different, like panic. I'm supposed to be like desperate. I'm supposed to, all the stuff that's in here. I'm like, it, there's no compulsion to do that. It's just like, oh. Okay. It's a quiet house. There's no cats. There's no wife. There's, I, I don't know. So, but the enlightenment was so important to me and, and, and awakening. And, and I don't feel like I'm enlightened and I don't feel like I'm awake. I feel like I'm just a guy that just is traveling lighter. And I don't necessarily want to give up like an enlightenment to be honest with you, but fuck it. You know, it's just, I'm tired. I can't figure it out. I, I don't know. Maybe comment on that. Great. He's a great, perfect, uh, yeah. Stay on the operating table. Don't play doctor. Don't get up. Yeah. You shared exactly what you wanted a couple of months ago. You're traveling like. That's, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Have, you know, nice responses, gratitude. Honor and gratitude. Yeah, I mean, how many people really, uh, it turned out exactly how they thought. Thank God, mo none of us really, yeah? The thinking system is bogus. It's bogus as a crystal, it's bogus as a crystal ball, as a forecasting mechanism. Fuck, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the AA way, or that's the way that we were, we were introduced to through AA, which is to realize you're outmatched and uh, you're powerless over certain things.
And that's where your source of power is, in the admittance of powerlessness. If you don't admit you're powerless and you are, then you experience a lot of frustration and get resentments because people aren't doing what you want them to do. And you expected them to do that because you thought you had power. So the powerlessness, when you admit that you're powerless, you don't experience powerlessness. You experience power. Yeah. You have the ability to walk through shit that you, your head forecast would kill you. Yeah. It would be the worst day of any day. And it isn't. Yeah. Just remember it. Honor the failure of the system that you once relied as. Yeah. Honor it. This is what weans you off of that and allows the interest to migrate from that failed mechanism of trusting self to trusting something infinite. Yeah? That's, you're in that process, bro. That's a very nice uh, share about it. So that indicates to me that you're in good hands, so carry on, so to speak. Yeah? Yeah. See, if... It's not an either or. It's not either or. It's not surrender or self-inquiry, and it doesn't need for any of it. It's surrender, and it can be self-inquiry, yeah? Because the surrender allows something else to become available that seemed not to be available when everything was all about you. So now the surrender has brought a, attracted a lot of interest off of you yeah, to something else which allows you to be interested in, in a lot of other things than you. Yeah, and then something happens, you run into non-duality, and non-duality will enhance whatever is going on. Yeah, in the way it's meant to, not by Kaiser getting it, but by realizing Kaiser can't get it. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome, bro. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Kaiser. Anybody else want to raise their hands? Uh, Mandeep, our new friend. He's seen you on videos, but it's his first time here. Go ahead, Mandeep. Hello, Paul. Thank you for the talk. Um, the original addiction of selfing. Um, it continues to exist despite, you know, having studied non-duality and to which I am mentally at least convinced that that is through the inquiry method, but the original addiction doesn't seem to be dissipating or getting lighter. What can I do? Surrender. <laughs> I'm trying to find you, first of all. I can't see you. Uh, surrender. Yeah. If something, if it's not working for you, doesn't mean it won't. Well, I don't like the idea of working for you, but... Uh, hmm. Sometimes things will move, but they won't move by trying to budge them, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. You know, 
And the thing is, the, the addiction, the selfing is going to continue. What happens is there's a loss of interest and that loss of interest gives you a new vision of it. Yeah. It's the interest that keeps it hidden in plain sight. When the interest and attention is moved, which you and I can't do, we're not the director of the interest and attention moving, but it can move. When it moves, then you'll see the selfing in a new light. And you'll, you may come to realize that it's purely mechanical. Yeah? It's purely mechanical. It's almost as if it's the pumping of blood or the circulating of something. Yeah? Therefore, that which you are is not kept from or hidden by the selfing. It's, it's the interest and attention that has it appear that way. But it, does, it cannot do that. The selfing is an activity in the huge context of what we are. Yes? So, if, you, if there's some kind of holding out that there's a person there that's going to become an incredible person once he recognizes or comes to believe the selfing has stopped, that's part of selfing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, there's no authentic you that's being assailed by selfing. Yeah. So, given the idea that there is no experiencer and only experiencing is happening, for me, the, 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 the experience seems to be that even the experiencing is being filtered by this I. It's been tried to be filtered. Yeah, that's the mechanicalness of it. In other words, something's going on while something is always going on. Yeah? Mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not contradicting. Only from the, the mental activity does it see a, a conflict. From, from the space, it's all included. Yeah? It's just that there's a, there's a piece of bait on a hook that has something, and there's a sticking there. You can have moments, the selfing stops quite a while, but as long as you're seemingly alive as a body, the selfing is going to regroup and reappear. Yeah? There's not going to be a permanent peak experience that knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I've had incredible uh, epiphanies and they all seem to have ended with, I'm having an epiphany statement in one's head. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. I've realized there's no escape from, uh, <laughs> as the, the emblem of the activity of selfing isn't going to escape from selfing. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, that's right where my frustration arises from. Well, I know where it comes. I know. I know. Okay. 
You just come here, bro. And uh, it's not even, there's no effort or thought involved in this. There's just a, like a, let's say there's a final little, there's a, there seems to be, only seems to be a, a tiny little piece of toothpaste in the toothpaste tin. It's going to be squeezed out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You trying to squeeze it out is the piece I want to get swapped. You know, that's the that's the weirdness. It's the piece itself that's trying to squeeze out the last piece. <laughs> you'll, you'll see it. It'll drop. Yeah, it can't. It can't hold its momentum long. It can't. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Mandeep. Anybody else want to raise their hand? Wow, it's great. I, th I think that's it then, eh? Mike? Oops, Mary. Oops, you just got two pop up. Oh, Mary, all right. Mary and Jeff. Got right in there. How did that happen? There was none, and then there's some. Yeah, you're, right. you're not off the hook. You're not off the hook yet, Paul. Uh, I, I, I could feel sweet release. <laughs> you haven't can't escape us yet. So, pull me back um, in. They pull you back in. <laughs> hey, okay. So, what else do I have to do? Nothing more. So, you're, you're, yeah. You, you signed up. You signed up for this. Hey, uh, so what? the one thing I'm so grateful for, well, there's so many things I'm grateful for, but <clears throat> it's like when I imagine trying to explain my, <clears throat> the glimmer or whatever that I, you know, uh, that's happening and to someone who, who, who hasn't got any sense of, of any, you know, non-duality or surrender or whatever, that's, that's when I, that's when it kind of lands in me. And I, I think, wow, like there is something, you know, there's grace happening and change or, you know, whatever, just some beautiful awareness that I could no more. I mean, you're describing it to us over and over, but I wouldn't even know where to begin man, with somebody. So that, that's where it, sometimes I feel that's, I have so much gratitude for that, that there's some knowing that it escapes me lots, you know, or it's not, I'm not conscious of it, but it's definitely there. And, but I see it relative to trying to explain it or <clears throat> share my inner life with someone else. It's like, forget it. You know? Yeah. It's being shared anyway, honey. There's a whole lot going on. We don't know. We don't know from our little, personal perches mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's being shared a lot and mm -hmm. it's being communicated a lot mm -hmm. language is one of the crudest forms of communication there's a lot of communication happening mm. yeah that's that's a really good point paul because i like i'm a counselor right and i mean holy crap it's like 
I certainly can't don't talk about this stuff with clients, but I do I do sort of pray, you know, always for my clients and sort of like if there's anything that could be shared here that <laughs> that um I'm not aware of, you know, to just I had a teacher and she'd always say, all, all you need to do is give permission. You just stay true to the permission, which is a kind of surrender, you know, stay true to the permission that you just open. And that's all you can do. <clears throat> well, maybe you're already in that state. So you don't even have to ask for permission. Well, I mean, but just give permission to God or, you know, whatever we, whatever it is. But just, you have. You've already yeah. done that. You don't have to renew yeah. it. Yeah. 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 You may have to say it a lot, but maybe to that power, it can. It all it needs to hear it is once. So. Mm. Well, that's lovely. I just wanted to share oh, yeah. that because I think sometimes people get. I know that I can get you know sort of discouraged or whatever that the self whatever, but it really it really comes home to me what the the huge gratitude I feel when I when I see in comparison you know to other people that are just like not even inquiring or whatever. And it's just like, wow, that that's huge. You'll be put to you, son. That's the seed assignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's not in the outcome business, like we say in recovery. It's just expression. You're just being used to express and that's your job. Yeah. 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 They're not in your, the people that get counseled by you aren't in your hands. They're in good hands. Yeah. You're just playing a role. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Paul. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Jeff? Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, I was just being codependent and Karen had her hand up. I don't think she knows how to raise her hand. All right, let's help Karen. Where is Karen? Oh, Karen, you got it. Oh, there you go. She yeah. did it. Hi, thanks, Paul. Nice one. The first time here. Um, yeah, it was just... I guess uh, um, there's been a lot of, like, physical body health issues here and yeah. the, I, I watch and see you know I'm trying to sort it out do this do that to try and get things better but surrender the message seems to be coming through today you know is like um you know that's it just it, it is what it is and that's isn't that a nice that to me is so uh relaxing really just sort of like giving up the ghost. Yeah. You can get to a point where the idea of letting go is predicated on a belief that you're holding on. You can always question, is there someone holding on? Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. I can see things coming in like of wanting to like a control of do something about it, you know? And yet. Yeah, it's not See, this is the beauty, and it's not you that wants to control. See, you can always ask, well, who is that that wants to control? It's not you, yeah? It's something that knows it's failed that's trying to act like it's not failed, really. That's why it's in so much angst and shit all the time. 
It's constantly agitated. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you just take a step back by asking the question, well, who is it that's not doing well physically? And because the mental state has a, it's using you're not doing well t to amplify the you. It is. That's what it does. So if you, and then suddenly the you is seen to be the one amplifying the illness. So let's take out that imaginary one. Yeah. And, and then it short circuits the, uh, the supply line, so to speak. And then new possibilities become available. Yeah. yeah. They, it's, I'm telling you, honey, I've had tons of physical problems. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I got run over twice in the same night by the same car. Uh, you know, just, you know, the effects of that night I've had every day, every day since 38 years, you know, the damage on the physicality. Yeah. Um, this whole thing we started with in the beginning of the talk, Ramana is whatever arises, let it point the other way than we usually use it to. Yeah. In other words, who is it that has the pain? Not, all right, let's try to deal with the pain. Just, you can do that also, but just let's ask who it is, yeah? And have an, just, your head will say, it's me, and then maybe just ask, who's that me? And then there'll be a space, yeah, which is always available. And you'll use the two selves to negate each other. The one self will ask the other one, who am I? And they'll negate each other. The, the appearances will disappear, and there you are, yeah? You really are there at all times, untouched by the physical condition, yeah? That's the beauty of the message in a way. It's just like he said here, if I can say it again, if I can, don't have the, it's getting dark here in the garage. But the way he says it is beautiful that you just use whatever comes after to ask who's before, yeah? It doesn't mean what comes after demands actions. Yeah, the actions will ensue, but let's throw in whatever is coming up, you, let it, you use it to point out what's before it, yeah? Because that's where the assumption of you, where all the meaning is coming through to everything else, that's where it's happening. That's where it's like, your physical pain, the emphasis, the, the meaning of the physical pain is so amplified by your, Y-O-U-R, yeah, mm. or my pain. And that's where something can be released right now without any pain leaving. You can release that addition to the pain, the mental suffering that finds, uh, like uses the pain as a Petri dish, that can be seen through, yeah? So you'll have, be able to travel light with whatever life has in store for you, yeah? You may have to go through the physical pain, but the mental suffering can be diminished, yeah? Because the mental suffering is adding on. It's an addition, yeah? And it comes from the my. It comes from the owning of everything, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. See, the owning of everything wants to get out of pain, yeah, but pain is part of a physical experience, yeah? It wants to get out, and so it's always going to be 
fucking frustrated and disappointed, but you're not in that. You're not in that. Yeah? That's the assumption that's directing a lot of meaning to everything. We did it, we've done it. When I first started doing this, we used to have a blackboard where I was, and I used to write three words on the board. Money, health, relationships, or sex, whatever. And I said, all right, I'm going to change that word without changing any letters. And then I just put the word my in front of it. My money, my health, my relationship. It's fucking self-evident. A whole new meaning is given to the relationship by the my. That's the mental state. That's the bondage of self. The my. That which comes before, that's actually made up after. But now it suddenly becomes before, and now the pain is your pain. Yeah? Now the problem is your problem. Now the money. Let's say I wish everyone here to have tons of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. The my changes fucking everything. Yeah? So you have physical pain. Use it to see, at, see the who that has the physical pain. At least that was the direction Ramana was in, affording us through the reading. He was basically saying, the purpose of everything is to look at who is it. Yeah? Because obviously he knew all the other shit that spirals out from all that stuff is rooted in the misconception of who it is that's having the experience. It wasn't sadistic. It was totally efficient. He said, don't get caught up in that. Go to who is it. Yeah? You don't have to ask who am I. You just heard it. Sit with that. It produced a pause in every square. Yeah? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any more? No? Yes? Mike? Oh, we, sorry. Uh, I yeah, well, I didn't see Sheldon had her hand up. Sheldon. All right, let's make this the last one, eh? Hey, Paul. Who, who's this, Michelle? This is Shalene. Oh, Shelly? Shalene. Oh, Shalene. All right, yes. Let me find you. Sure. Go ahead. We can hear you. Well, oh, there um, she is. Hi. Hey, Shalene. <laughs> I haven't been on one of these in a little while. I had a baby and then uh, and then uh, my mom passed away about six weeks ago, really unexpectedly. Um, mm. And I've been a mess. Like I, I didn't know I was going to get emotional again, but basically like I felt like I was traveling lighter, things were going good. And then all of a sudden it felt like a cosmic bitch slap and I've been reeling ever since. It's been six weeks. I'm not sleeping properly and it's just been hell. So I don't know if you have any suggestions yeah honey first breathe a little yeah 
Breathe a little. And if you don't believe it, believe that I believe it. This too shall pass. Yes? You're asked to honor with the grieving. Yeah, and that's appropriate. What happens here? We feel loss. Yeah? And then it's amazing you have a new life. You're a baby. So it's a perfect, you know, it's, it's the duality. Something comes in, something goes out. Yeah? This is the nature of this place. This is the, how the sands blow in the dreaming. Yeah? And you're in good hands, honey. And take, you know, baby yourself. Yeah? Yeah. Don't become a non-dual martyr. You know, no, don't do don't, none of that. Just freaking be nice to you, the you that you're not, you know? And then distract yourself when necessary. Just fucking basic distraction. When the, when the mental flies want to land, just distract them. Yeah? Do something. Look at your kid's eyes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, and come here. And, and then visit us after the meeting. There's a lot of people who uh, have wonderful hearts here. I'll be gone. Not, but, <laughs> but there are a lot of people. And I'll, we've come to like you, honey, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, honey, take it easy. And uh, I'm sorry, you know, condolences and congratulations, really. Yeah. Yeah. Just love your lovely daughter. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you, honey. Yes, thank you. You know what? Actually, uh, again, a big echo. Oh, it's Amelia's. The funny thing is, in a way, I became more of an individual by realizing I'm not an individual. Yeah. I feel feelings more than I ever felt anything. I feel everything more than I ever feel. I never get gypped. I'm constant, completely here. Yeah. For all of it. Yeah. I can see why people stay busy in other things, trying to distract themselves from it. The mental state has a desire not to be awake. I mean, because it's too much for it. Yeah? Its little receptor is too small to take in everything. There's just too much going on. And yet, uh, man, I have like, you know, a thousand days in a day, you know. I feel thousands of different ways physically. Yeah. I mean, second to second. Yeah. And you're picking up a lot of the data because the filters have changed. Yeah. There's, there's been an acknowledgement that the system doesn't need to protect, you know, and deflect so much. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, 
all this feeling feelings, you know how clear the awareness of it is? It's crystal clear. Yeah? It's allowing a, it's allowing a perfect note of grief. Perfect crystal clarity. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's open for all experiences, all the kaleidoscopics, inner, outer, contract, expand. It doesn't budge, yeah? Yeah. And there's an exquisiteness in a lot of it. Just the clarity. Yeah. Yeah, so... And you have that, honey. So, and it's allowing you to have feelings completely. And when they move on, they will have completely demonstrated what they needed to demonstrate. Because you're, you're here. You're here. This idea of trying to push shit off the stage when they want their five minutes doesn't fucking work. Yeah. So... And in a weird way, you think that something came and affected the traveling lighter. The traveling allowed, allowed, allowed this to happen, in a way. You're now able to go through what you're going through. Yeah? The lightness wasn't, this wasn't uh, an attack on the traveling lighter. The traveling lighter is, was, is helping you through this freaking thing. Completely. Yeah? Yeah. Sometimes when you experience something, you don't, but when there's an experience of something and you were there, it's very quickly forgotten. Yeah? If you were there, it's, it get, it's forgotten in a sense, in a really beautiful way. You've honored it as completely as you could honor it for the moment it was there. Yeah, yeah. We all have that ability, honey. You have that ability. I feel like I do sometimes these days. I feel really weak. Of course. Well, the weakness is power. And that, that which is telling you you don't feel like it isn't you. Yeah? It isn't, I swear. What reports in after the event that says it was before the event is not you. It isn't. Yeah. It can't live. It can't experience anything. It's a narration. It's an interpretation. It's after the fact. It doesn't live. It claims a life. It doesn't live. Yeah. So, yeah, honey, thank you for being here. Yeah. I think we should end on that note, yeah? Brahmi, yes, yes. Cecilia, Johans. Kerry, very nice to see you. Mary, keep on chilling. Satish, nice to see you again up there. Yes. Donna, Amelia, Carrie, Susan, all these folks. Imad, Kaiser, Yariv, Virginia. Ah, Virginia, she's got her name up there. Nice to see you. Randy, 
the silent version. <laughs> nice to see you, Randy. Clifford. Chiang Mai. Yes. Keith. Nice to see you, Keith. Thank you for your share today. Coco. Forget that cake. Don't, don't worry about it. Just uh, I'll wait till I get the real deal in Canada. Maybe Canada was one of the main ingredients of the cake. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same in America. Zoe, nice to see you, Zoe. I'm getting, I, I see you now in different locations. That's good. Yes, yeah. Clifford, uh, Keith, let me go here. Christine, nice to see you. Thanks for the attention. Linda, Kelly. Kelly, your field is getting lighter and lighter every week. I may actually be able to see you soon. Fritz. Karen, take it easy, honey, if you can. And if you can't, take it easy. Michael, <laughs> Michael Cannon, nice to see you. Deepak, pleasure. Zlatko, my main man. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Void, they're here. I think oh, it's, it may be too bright for you two. I don't know. You've got to recede back into the darkness. Nice to see everybody. Linda, you're doing all right there, Linda? Yes, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Judith, the Rock of Hawaii. Rob, I only see his head. Nice to see you. Jack G, you okay there, Jack? Yes, good. Mandeep, thanks for your share, Mandeep. Yeah. Pat, we got Micah Jutanen, I think. Nice to see you, Micah. Uh, Dennis, I hope your son's doing good. Yes. All right, and uh, there's Paul. I'll say goodnight to Paul also. I've been with Paul pretty much all day. Fucking getting tired of Paul. All right. I'll see you, Mike. Thanks again. Hey, Pat. Take the, keep the healing going. I'll see everybody. I think Mike keeps the place open for a while. So if anyone wants to stay. Oh, well, I, I have some great news. Our new, our new website's going to go up in a couple of days. Yes, it's, it's a quantum leap for zenbitslap.com. We're coming out, out of the prehistoric stage into the uh, contemporary stage. Yeah. And I like to hear everyone's feedback when it happens. It's uh, uh, Dimitri who comes here and Julia who doesn't usually show her face. They're the ones that put it together. And Mike is the one that runs it who does this platform, and uh, I'm in a, a lot of gratitude for them. It came out beautiful, and uh, I hope you guys give us the feedback about it. Yeah, so we can make it better or whatever. All right, so thank you. We'll be here Saturday, Tuesday, tomorrow. We're here on the Recovery uh, Channel. and uh, Just keep coming back. If you want to donate, donate. That My lavish lifestyle always can use a little more lavishness. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Good night.